This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub, Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. From New York City, it's the Todd Berry Podcast. The Todd Berry Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Todd Berry Podcast. Lori Kilmartin is my guest today. She's a great comic and writer for Conan, written books, all sorts of stuff. Uh, I have some tour dates of my own coming. Lup coming up, a lup. Uh, March 17th, Asheville. March 18th, Durham. March 20th, Wilmington, North Carolina. I've got New Brunswick, New Jersey, Annapolis, Richmond, Hattiesburg, Birmingham, Athens, Georgia, Portland, Providence, Hamden, Connecticut, Austin, Texas, Arlington, Virginia, Winnipeg, Evanston, Honolulu. And there'll be other things announced soon. Uh, Check out my crowd work special on louisck.net or .com. It's only $5. I did a whole tour of just doing crowd work. I think it came out pretty good. Follow me on Twitter at Todd Barry. Go to Feral Audio for this podcast, other podcasts. And here's Lori Kilmartin. You have your own podcast, don't you, Lori? I, I, I attempted to do one at home and I did three and then I was like, I can't. I can't keep this up. Like, I yeah. know, I know. I respect how much work it is for you to turn one of these out. I can't keep it up either. And I still, <laughs> I still keep doing it. Are you, are you every single week to release one? I, I was on a little roll where yeah. I was like pretty much every Wednesday. And then you go out of town. And if you didn't bank a couple of episodes, then you're like, all right, I guess it's going to be 10 days. Yeah. Part of me thinks that no one gives a shit. But then there's part of me that thinks, Oh, it's good to have momentum because someone yeah. might be like, hey, I haven't had one in 12 days. I'm unsubscribing. <laughs> what? I'm not going to take your thing for free yeah, well, because yeah, you didn't the, provide they, it on the timetable. You know, in this day and age, it's like people don't even <laughs> think about the free thing. No, they, they don't expect anything to be paid for. They'll complain about it. They'll yeah. write you a tweet or like, why'd you talk about that? <laughs> My God. I don't know. It came up and uh, are you all right? Like, you're going to be okay? <laughs> Do you have sponsors? No, I don't. So you're totally doing it I'm for free. Punk. It's a complete I'm it's a true a punk. Gift. Yeah. yeah, you are. That's what everyone says. I'm punk. <laughs> Whenever they don't make money or anything, I'm punk. <laughs> um, what was yours? Yours was from the kitchen? Or yeah, I called it Kitchen Mike because... Um, uh, I feel trapped in my home in Los Angeles, and uh, uh-huh. and that would be the only place I could do a podcast regularly without having to get a sitter and leave the house is just to put my kid to bed and then talk from my kitchen. That's the only time I have it to myself. Did you have guests, or was it a... No, it was just me. You was it, you ranting? It, yeah, 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 yeah. It was like, it's supposed to be like I, I, 15 minutes. I, I'd just go in and out, but then, you know, it, it's, uh, it's like you just said, it's a weekly commitment, and it becomes... Yeah, it, it, I should do it again because, it, you know, you start to generate ideas and stuff like that because you don't want to just 
start talking with nothing, nothing to say. So I go over things that I was thinking about. And yeah, I, I don't know how people do those podcasts, like where there's no guest. Cause I just, yeah. I feel like if I'm going to talk for an hour, I'm going to put that in my act. Exactly. Yeah. Bill Burr <laughs> does a great one. You know? Yeah. He, well, he's also, yeah. he's very, he's more of a verbose guy. Yes. I mean, and he will go fun, on tangents but... of things he probably can't talk about on stage because they're too specific sports wise and stuff like that. Yeah. He's a good, he's a better ranter than I yeah. am. <laughs> I'm a much better comedian you're, than he is, but he's a better ranter. Your rage is silent and seething. <laughs> <laughs> his, he lets his rip. Um, no, he's really funny. Yeah. He's great. In case anyone thought I was actually slamming him. <laughs> That's what I do a lot on the show. I, I clearly joke about someone and I go, oh, in case you're wondering, I was joking. <laughs> but, I, you know, I don't want any wars. No. So you did three and you bailed? I bailed, yeah. But, you know, maybe I'll... Maybe yeah. I'm really inspired by our interaction so far, so maybe I'll... <laughs> do you want to just want me to just fi give you this file and you can... Yeah, that would be great. You, you'll yeah, just, just punch in that it's your... Yeah, just four and I'll put it up. I did my... I mean, before I moved in this apartment, I started... I had I, Mine was in my kitchen. Yeah. I had one of those groovy counters that you need uh, as opposed to... Like an island? An island. Oh. I guess they call it an island, but nice. now I have uh, nothing to eat. It's... With. You know what? Nothing's too far away from you. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I, I think I you're mean, trying to make me it, feel better. All your stuff's near you, <laughs> right? A, yeah, that's a, as yeah. opposed to if I had a big place. Yeah, yeah, like down the hallway. You know, you don't so, have to. So when you that. go in someone's like huge apartment, you go, oh, that sucks. Everyone stuff's not <laughs> near you. You have to open a door to like get to, to the <laughs> toilet. That's a drag. You have to. Oh my god, you can't see your bed from your couch. <laughs> it's so far away. You have privacy. <laughs> They're two separate things, even. That's terrible. Now, you said you were running late because you were renovating your... You have a place here I still? have a place in Harlem, uh -huh. and uh, I have a, a two-bedroom, and I have a roommate who stays at it and covers the whole whole monthly nut, so I can you know, come back and hang out in my room. I love that you still stuff. call that person a roommate. <laughs> <They're fine. laughs> I have a roommate who pays 100% of the rent. Well, that's probably the best roommate I've ever heard about. <laughs> She's really a dear. <laughs> Sounds it's, great. It's a good deal. I mean, it's in Harlem, so it, you know, I got in. I got in. I got in early. So you bought the place? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, mm -hmm. what's that like? I've thought about doing that. Just so like, it's good. Uh, you want to hear? I got I incredibly hear lucky. I'm, yeah, I won't be cagey. I got a two bedroom, one bath for one hundred eighty nine thousand dollars. Oh my god! Uh, I had to pay five percent down, which was like nine five percent down. Yeah. That's that's like yes. in South Dakota. That's yeah. what you put down. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And um, they they build those buildings up there. I mean, uh, I think that it slowed down a little bit. But this is like in two thousand four, where they were trying to gentrify, you know, and ha have more middle class housing. So you had to you had to fit into an income bracket, income level, uh -huh. and then you couldn't make too much money. And um, which I succeeded. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Congrats. so uh, wow, yeah. five percent. Yeah. So did you have a big mortgage or did you just... No, the whole thing cost me about 1700 a month. And she covers most of it. And you gouge your roommate. <laughs> so that's... But I'm never there. So it's like she gets the whole thing to right. herself. Yeah. So is there an agreement like when I'm in town, I'm staying there? Yeah. there's I, When I'm in town, I stay there. So maybe that's like... 20 days a year at the most, at the most. And, um, and I fix things, I fix things. I, I put up new blinds. So she has a two bedroom apartment for 1700 a month where she's there 99% of the time by herself. Yeah. My bedroom has a bed in it. Like she can keep some stuff in it. Like it's not, you know, but it's, it's basically okay. a, like having a one bedroom. You just go into, don't go into the other bedroom. Oh. And you know, for like 20 days a month, you have to share a bathroom. Only in New York. Would you say something like my bedroom has a bed in it? <laughs> 
<laughs> like that's only in New York would that be like something. You, would, you wouldn't assume it in New yeah, York. <laughs> yeah, I keep it bad. Um, so you're so she can't like run wild in that room. Uh, no, no, she's not a run wild type. She's she's totally stable. She's great. She sounds she sounds great. I should well, she has a boyfriend. Otherwise, I'd introduce you to her. <laughs> I have a girlfriend. Oh, you do? All yeah. right. I was just thinking of her as a roommate. Okay. Based on your definition of roommate. Um, they, uh, oh, so he comes over. I don't know. I've, I've never seen I would up at the 2000. I would up at the 2K. <laughs> I think that'd be illegal, actually. So they pay off. Wow. So that goes right into your mortgage. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it totally, it, it I don't, I'm not out any, I don't gain any, you know, it's just like a nice it's a wash. It's a wash. That's the word I was looking for. Yes, exactly. I like exactly. when things are a wash because I, I like saying it. a wash. <laughs> I like saying that it was a wash. People yeah. go, oh, well, he's really smart. I like a wash. I would feel, I would almost feel guilty if I were gouging and making a ton of money off of it. Like I probably. Well, there could. actually are rules. Like some people yeah. think that they can just like get an apartment for 2000 a month and go, I'll charge my roommate 1300 That's actually illegal to charge. Oh, really? Yeah, you're supposed to... <laughs> what actually, am I doing? <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe what you're doing is illegal. Well, it sounds like she's more subletting as opposed to... Yeah. Yeah. So if there are any housing people... Oh, my God. Am I, I seriously lot, doing something illegal? People, I don't know if that's it. That doesn't sound illegal because you're not charging more than what the apartment costs, I think. I don't know. It's no. probably different because you own it. Yeah, I think so. And yes, it's illegal. But <laughs> <laughs> How many uh, listeners do you have, though? Uh, not not enough to put the, me in jail, in right? In the Department of Housing, uh, it's just it's a lot of people. I don't know <laughs> call it that Department of Housing. So, But you know who, who told me about that? Tom Cotter. Tom and his wife, Carrie, had bought a place in Harlem, too. And they're like, you know, you got to get in on this. And Kareth Foster bought one, too. So... Uh, there's a couple comics that bought like houses up there that are. Yeah, that, there were times where you were hearing about good deals up there. Well, how far into Harlem is it? You it's don't have to give me your address, but it's one forty fifth, and it's uh, right near the D and the A. So it's like it's like a six minute walk from my bathroom to the D platform. From your bathroom. <laughs> That's I chimed it. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that is the most precise <laughs> measurement. Uh, from that, uh, my broom closet. <laughs> You have to add in five or seven seconds. To the second, where the second car shows up on the D train. I like to leave the very last second, so I like to have things timed like that. Is it your place fancy? No. Mm -mm. It's got a parquet, and it looks like- Is that a, what I have, parquet? Yeah, you have parquet, and uh, uh, I think this parquet. I think it is. So squares, I think yeah. This teaches me that I don't like parquet for- <laughs> like them either yeah, i like nice long wood i would yeah. love to put that on my floors but these look a little low rent it does it does look like the cheapest um not yours just mine too it's it's like the the developers here do as little as possible to make things look nice in my last apartment these would pop out once in a while and they would they wouldn't even attempt to match them they were just like <laughs> yeah that's wood and that's wood um i can it's got a nice it's l family shape of there. brown yeah i wish my initial was l because you made a nice l <laughs> With that dark, dark, dark wood <laughs> that you put next to light wood. But, you know. It's New York. You gotta... I know. So, you can have no standards in New York City. None at all. Where do you live in L.A.? Um, Burbank. I live right near uh, the studio that I, I work at Conan. So it's right. like walking distance. It's 18 minutes from my from my house to my office. From my guest house. Do you have an apartment there? I have a house there. You bought a house also? 
I did buy a house. Yeah. You're like Ted Turner, like the sing- <laughs> single. Not, I'm heavily mortgaged. You, you own more more land than anyone else in the country. So you have two, you, two, two owns. Well, it's a life. tiny house, but uh, uh, yeah, because I kept getting, I was renting a lot and I just kept bouncing around. And I have a kid and I wanted yeah, him true. to have like a place where we weren't being, you know, hey, I need the place back and stuff. So Right. Yeah. All right. You mentioned the kid. That, mm-hmm. that shuts all conversations. <laughs> All right, buy eight houses. Oh, that's right. You're one of those guys who, as soon as I hear a kid, they don't want to talk to a woman anymore. No, no, no. Goodbye. No, I just meant it's like, all right. You always see someone's point when they bring up a kid. Yeah. We're like, yeah. Hey, I did that Cheetos commercial. Why'd you do? I have a kid. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Cheetos sound good right now. Damn. All roads lead to the door that say, I have a kid. (laughs) Your kids, how old is your kid? He's eight. Eight. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's a that's a rough age, isn't it? No, it's great. He's he's awesome. He's a lot. He hasn't of fun. turned yet. He no, hasn't, he hasn't he's, turned yet. He's, he's still yeah. like he likes you still. He still like lies really poorly. Like I can totally tell he's lying. Like uh-huh. I'm sure it's coming up soon where he'll figure out how to shade his eyes and not you know look away. Like he'll look me right in the eye and lie, and I'll believe it. <laughs> that's what you do when you're a teenager. But right now, I can <laughs> I can see him a mile away. It's great. Wow. Yeah. Did you um? So how long have you been writing for Conan? Four and a half years. That's a good job. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's some guys like my old roommate Brian Kylie. That's right. Are you a monologue writer? Yeah, I'm with oh. I'm with Kylie all the time. He's like the nicest guy in the He's, world. He, I was just talking about someone. He is such an interesting person. He ought to be studied, you know, because he's a great comic, great joke writer, long term marriage, two normal children that are going to good colleges. Like he's he did. He did the suburban sort of thing right, the family thing right, and his career right, his comedy career right at the same time. It's astonishing. Yeah, he's, he's just did a second letterman. I mean, yeah, that was good too. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's one really of those guys amazing. you just feel like, oh, I'm, a, I'm not a nice person <laughs> when I compare myself to him. I mean, I know I'm a pretty nice person. Yeah. But, but yeah, he was my old roommate, and he, I had a good arrangement with him because he was living in Boston when he got the job. He sort of needed a crash pad, so yeah. he would, um, like on Friday, he would leave with his bags, <laughs> go to work, right. leave, go straight to the airport, <sighs> then go straight to work on Monday. Damn. So like Friday through Monday, I didn't see him. And when he was there, he's totally not. Yeah, he was gone the whole time. Yeah, he was gone most of the time. And he w- when he was actually in the apartment, he was not at all. He was just a completely nice guy. Yeah. But he is an interesting guy. And I'm sure I, I think I told this maybe on Marin's podcast where I remember once like he, I found him in the bathroom. <laughs> like the door was cracked open. I yeah. just like they opened the, some, <laughs> and just opened the door. And he was in there. He's sitting on top of the toilet, not on it, like using it, like with the lid down. Yeah. Reading Voltaire. Oh, yeah. That is so him. <laughs> and I was just like, I was like, oh, my God. I was like, dude. <laughs> I mean, I guess you get the lights good in here. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's he's funny. He's always listening to history podcasts. Yeah, he's, always, he's real smart, too. Yeah, he's and always he's also, advancing his brain. And he's also a weightlifter guy, which seems oh, like yeah. Because he's yeah. like a type of guy, if you didn't say one word to him, you go, oh, man, maybe he's a fucking meathead. Yeah, yeah. And he's not. I'm more of a meathead than him. <laughs> but <laughs> no, hey, definitely. enough about Brian Conley. I don't think there's anyone like him in comedy that's had those two kinds of successes, yeah. you know. You either sacrifice, you sacrifice one for the other, mostly. You know? How long has he? He must have been there 15, 20 years I think now. 20, maybe Jeez. 20. Long time, yeah. So I've, uh, I've re- submitted jokes to Conan. Like I, There was times oh, yeah? where I knew writers and then be like, we need something, and I like would sell the jokes. I've oh, sold cool. like 10 jokes to him. Do you... Um, see, I feel like that's the job to get on that show. Like the sketch guys, they have to... They keep longer hours, right? Some, yeah, they do. They do stick around to... 
to do things more than we do. Um, but we're also we I think we get in a little earlier, you know, uh-huh. like if I get in at 930, I feel like I'm late. But I think that's like a good like sketch guys early if they're in at 930 or, you know, at a so. Um, uh, yeah, I don't I don't know that I'd rather be sketch. Uh, it's it's like their their time is super, super intense, you yeah. know, and then it's really open, you know, and if you don't have anything on the show, you're sort of like you know, loose and wandering where we're, uh, you know, mentally, and we're always like, we need this many jokes in and we need more. We're, we're very much on a schedule, which that can be kind of wearing too, but, um, but you kind of know every day what you need to do. So I, I like that too. So how many monologue people are there? There's four. Yeah. And ha- is there an expectation of how many jokes you're supposed to turn in? No, uh-uh. it's more, d- let's just try to turn in the good ones. <laughs> yeah. Cause I feel like when there's too much of a quota, then you're just like, well, that one fills the page a little oh, bit yeah. more. You know, I mean, it's, it's terrible. Yeah, but. and it, believe me, if you were if you had to do quotas, you could just figure out ways to rewrite your jokes. Yeah. You know, with um, tweak them a little bit and to fill it. It's it's, it's such a waste of time to do, I, I, in my opinion, to do like a kind of a quota thing. Do you have a lot? Do you do much work before you leave the house? Do you like? No, but the before I leave, it's. Mm-mm. I'm taking my kid to school. I'm trying right. to get in a workout. So you don't watch the Today Show <laughs> for news? For no, news. I don't watch any NBC that shows show you for what news. What I know about the Today Show? Like, isn't that the hottest <laughs> news show? <laughs> <laughs> um, Taylor no, Swift I playing in the outside in front of it or something? I don't know. If that's the Today Show. No, I um, I mostly go to HuffPo or Politico or um, Jezebel or Gawker or Talking Points Memo. You know, they usually have some good. Those are my, and then the other guys go to different websites, and we all sort of cull from different places and put our premises together so that uh-huh. we're all kind of working off the same stories. Um, you know, Ad- the Atlantic and the Atlantic. Slides. Holy yeah, shit. I mean, the on, you know, if you just go a couple paragraphs deep, you can usually find some good quotes by politicians that aren't okay. maybe on the headline. Those will might make for a better joke that maybe the other shows won't have touched. You know. I can't figure out Slate because I follow them on Twitter and I yeah. can't figure out, is this conservative or is this leaning liberal That's, or is it either? Or they probably have been meeting every morning just trying to figure out how do we look like we're not anything That's, specific. Well, well they've, they've accomplished that. They're good. They have provocative articles. So. Yeah. That's... I remember when Conan's monologue used to have a theme. Do you remember that? No. Like he used to do it? like the whole thing about one topic. Oh, so he did like a, like how yeah, he would hit it like Ferguson ended up doing that, I think. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay. He would just kind of. I just revealed I've never watched Ferguson. <laughs> I have, I've, glanced, I've glanced at it. Craig, well, if you're listening, you, know, <laughs> you could start tonight. Oh wait, it's off the air. <laughs> um, so, so you show up and then you go online. Do you have like? Do you still do like? Do you get like USA Today? No, 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 no time to flip through pages. Really? No, just uh, yeah, just looking for headlines. I'm like an old possible. grandpa. Like, they get a newspaper and a... I, d- I, d- I get the Sunday New York Times still and I love flipping through it and looking flipping looking through I, I love consuming news that way but it's not efficient are you morning. good at throwing it out no I, I make myself throw it out every week and there's chunks I haven't even opened and it hurts but I, I just they start to pile up and I never get to them yeah I'm bad at throwing it's stuff out it's very impressive I'm good at like throwing out the auto, you know automobiles bye bye yeah sports bye bye yes. Then it's like even the other ones are just like, oh, God, there's probably something. In I know. The even lifestyles. in business, you're like, yeah, yeah I should know that. Something about frequent flyer miles or <laughs> exactly. something. Exactly. <laughs> or hotel chains. Something or like the that. hunt, the real estate hunt that I love. Oh, that. I like that one. That one fascinates me. That one's funny because it's always like 
some 23-year-old is like, he looked I, in an $875,000 apartment in Midtown, but that was not was big it, enough. Was it's it like, satisfying? It's like, it's like where's this, where are these kids buying these oh, houses? God, I like, know. And then they, they end up basically revealing their address. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's true. So, is, do you want attention that bad where you're like, <laughs> it's so important for people to know how I looked at seven different places and found <laughs> this place that I will violate my own privacy. I, I like how the Times just assumes uh, that you've got 500000 in the bank or something. It, they d are definitely ignoring a certain class of yeah. citizen that's looking for Well, they're housing. ignoring people who don't live in New York. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is not. Yeah, because more and more I look at the real estate and I just see like, God, there's just like a $5 million apartment there. They're everywhere. Yeah. Like, yeah. Who the fuck's got $5 million? I, I I don't know, and then they're all they're all these unoccupied buildings too, right? Are Where there? there's yeah, there's that's another trend I've read about here is like all these oligarchs are buying you know penthouses and stuff, and they just they're like pied a terres that they maybe go to once a year or something. They just want to have in New York for whatever maybe crazy business purposes yeah. too. So there's like really nice buildings that are empty. Do you ever for, yeah? Do you ever watch um a million dollar listing? No, they I have that. They have a New York that. version of that in LA. I mean, it's a little uh, bit like staged. Yeah. Like, oh, these two real estate agents are in a wink, wink argument with ten yeah. different camera angles. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I hate with, those shows more than anything. Repeat exactly what was on the previous segment, and then show the next segment, and then they they. It's almost like they have twelve minutes of actual footage, right. and they stretch that into twenty two, and it drives me up the wall. That seems like the housing shows do that more than. Other reality shows. Yeah, I do like looking at the the houses and the apartments. So, but mm -hmm. I do too. But um, but often, yeah, sometimes they they'll do it where it'll be like a a guy like who they'll send some kid with a flip back baseball cap who's like yeah buying an apartment for a, a king of some other country or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's just it's a ninety four million dollar cash all cost cash <laughs> offer, and like the guy like buys a place doesn't even like this guy just signs off on it. Yeah, it looks good. God. And then, you know, yeah, those pied a terre, though. That's like that concept of like, yeah, I just have this apartment that's $3 million that I show up two times a year and, oh, I yeah. got to get one of those. Do you, did you think like when you started in comedy, like maybe whatever, maybe those millions are out there for you, you know, maybe I'll have that one day. And then at some point you go, oh, no, that's not going to have, my, that's not going to be my life. I've had that very recently where I'm like, oh, that, I mean, I'm doing fine, yeah. but you're, you're like, oh, that I, I don't think I'll ever be able to afford. Right. Like, I don't know what's going to happen that's going to get me a $3 million apartment. Yeah. And I'll, I will always be taking coach on an overnight flight. Or... Well, let's not go crazy. <laughs> well... You're speaking for yourself on that one. True. No, I fly coach mainly. Yeah. When does that end? I, I don't know. I, I thought for I sure at, at at this point it would have ended and I'd be famous enough to get first class. But no, rich enough. But are, no. Are you do you are you into your miles and stuff? Because I always talk about that on this show. Um, no, I. You get them though, right? I, I still get them with like my JetBlue American Express card. Yeah. Okay. I, I do JetBlue a lot. JetBlue is pretty good. They have yeah. a first class now to LA. They do? Yeah. Wow. It's called Mint. Isn't that just the uh, the seats that cost like? No, there's... those are the more space seats. Oh. This is an actual full on oh. first class experience. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I haven't done one of those yet. I believe Michael Ian Black has taken it. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's MIB approved. Yeah, goodness. only be I only know that because he tweeted that he was on first. He likes <laughs> tweeting about he's in first class, which is funny. Um, so 
I was reading something on your website. You're like, also, you're like, I feel like you're one of the first people I know to have a website. Is that? I think I, I was very, I had one in 96. Wow. Yeah. I got killmartin.com in 96. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think I'm 99 when I, wow, that's three yeah. full years yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. Are you competitive? I, I no, no, I'm not there. I didn't ever. Yeah. Yeah. I've always been telling people I have the first website. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But, uh, no, I remember way back and I remember you had the review. Didn't you review coffee shops? I reviewed coffee houses. Yeah. Cause um, I would, I just kept, I was doing a lot of triple gigs and I kept going to towns where I'd just be there for like 12 hours. Uh-huh. And I wanted to remember the next time I went back, always assuming you're going to be on another triple gig. There's yeah. never a life where you wouldn't be doing one nighters. I've never done a triple gig. Oh, I'm sure there's he's a legend though right? yeah there's guys like that in the northeast too where you just well triple you know he he would pack out like you do tuesday through saturday but each each gig is in a different state in the northwest often you'd be going from like you start in idaho then drive to montana for wednesday and then you know thursday maybe down in wyoming and then fridays back in idaho and saturdays in spokane like that's not uncommon. Right, and there was was there any rhyme or reason to the routing? Or no, it was it's just whoever, like... whatever Misty's Lounge he could get to sign up. They were always called Misty's Lounge for some reason, but whatever he could get to to work with them. Um, and so, uh, you know, if you just have a couple hours, I, like I wouldn't want to waste it going to the wrong place. So I'd write, you know, kind of made notes to myself, but on the site, I wasn't thinking anyone was paying attention. And probably no one was back in 96 or 97, but uh, I would, I would wrote pool reviews or remember which was the best lap pool in town and then coffee house reviews too. Wow. Do you still go to a coffee? I, that's like my favorite thing to do on the road. Me too. Like, Me too. Yelp it. Yes. You find I don't yell. I I haven't uh, done that. I, I bet yeah, that's my favorite thing is to find a coffee house. And there, there's two that just opened up on uh, in the 140s. One on 143rd in Edgecombe called Manhattanville, which is like straight out of Silver Lake. It's oh, just really? amazing. And then on 145th in Saint Nick, there's one called Sugar Hill Cafe. And I just bought a pound of coffee for 14.99. I'm like, is all that right, good? that's. That's kind of like upscale coffee prices, you know. Yeah. So it's it just seems like the neighborhood's changing now up there too. Yeah, the, that that Silver Lake slash Brooklyn looking yes. everywhere. Tulsa, yeah, I yeah that, that steampunk. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And it's I, I love those places. I do too. Like I haven't I been. Too. I've barely been in a Starbucks in the past. I used to go to Starbucks. Yeah. I mean, I never been to Starbucks, man. <laughs> No, you you were a punk. You established that early on in the podcast. I I would only use their bathroom, (laughs) shoot up in their bathroom, and I'd leave. They they are about to get that furniture that um, the tables that charge up your phones. So it might be tough for you to. I have looked at. I've walked by the new renovated Starbucks, and they are they have made them look. Oh, they already exist every year. They're less fluorescenty. Yes, they they seem like oh wow, that's kind of a nice looking. They they do have people that I think go to independent coffee houses and and start. You know, they I don't think they want to seem like Starbucks. I think they start they 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 copy constantly. You know what? Um, where are you going on the road next? I'll tell you where to get coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. I think. Um. I I don't. I, uh, I, it might not be till I go to Seattle. Oh, analog which, coffee. Analog, really? Yeah, that's okay. good. Victrola, I think it's called. Okay. Good. Something, I think it's Victrola. Yeah. Um, there's another one with a V in it. Yeah, well, Seattle's got tons okay. of coffee. Yeah. But analog's really good. Okay. I'll, I'll, I think it's uh, called I'll remember Victrola. That. That's really, that's, a, I think they're in Capitol Hill. Yeah. Uh, but, Tucson? Tu- oh, I don't know, in Tucson. There was one, um, 
I used to go to the Congress Hotel in Tucson. And then oh, yeah, I've played there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's such a great room. Yeah, I've never really played cool. there. I'm working there, a regular club there. But um, then there was one in a mall that the student, this is many, many years ago, that students were, it, it was like a 24 hour coffee house. Uh, uh, is it University of Arizona that's in Tucson? Or? I don't know. I always mix those things up. Yeah. Anyway. How many, uh, so how long, what will you do at the coffee shop? All right. You're right. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Or or let me let me put about. this way. I'll have a Word doc open. Yeah. <laughs> now, will I fill it? I don't know. Sometimes it just but it's just nice to kind of look at people oh, I and I love watching people and you know. Tweet it, I'll tweet it too. Oh, you'll tweet where you're having coffee? No, I'll I'll just tweet little observations. Oh yeah, that, I've, done, I've done some of my most famous tweets <laughs> from a coffee shop. Some of my classics that <laughs> People around the world have grown to love and talk classic about. Classic Todd tweet. Classic. It's a classic Todd tweet. <laughs> so, um, I don't know, I'm tempted to keep talking about coffee, but let's not. How many a day? Um, I'd say six, five or six. Really? Yeah. Wow. I, I just started doing a press in the morning. Oh, French uh, press. I like the French press. Yeah. I like that. It's a little grainy. Yeah, I, I like that too. And I'll have like two at once and then have another one and then maybe a little bit later on during the day. Sounds like you have a problem. You know, coffee, <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> the, the thing about writing monologue jokes is we read tons of studies, you know, and uh -huh. coffee, it's it's never bad news with coffee. It just wards off everything, you know? It, it apparently is good. Like, yeah. But I don't, like, I have high blood pressure. Is it bad for high blood pressure? I don't know. Do you recall any headlines? <laughs> I don't remember. Do you have any jokes that have the answer to that question? I don't. I'm sorry. And don't go to me for that. But, but yeah, they do say it's good for you. Yeah. Alzheimer's, cancer. Uh, yeah. It's, there's never, there's never a bad thing about coffee. That shit always changes though. Because they're like, you hear like, yeah. two glasses of wine a day is good. Oh, that's actually doesn't even have to be wine. Yeah. Oh, you actually, but you shouldn't drink it if you're not already drinking it. It's just like yeah, it does. It's basically, yeah. just all right. So just live your life, and then it's gonna end yeah. at some point. I, I also think your body again, like unless you're really out of sync with your body, doing some kind of if you're an addict, but you're sort of attracted to foods that your body needs. Like I, I'll, I eat tons of peanut butter and coffee, and just I don't know it. it and then you find out, oh, well, yeah, peanut butter is great for you, and peanuts are great for you, and you should be having that. And I, I think if you 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 sort of eat the stuff that you need, you know? Yeah. I think that's the way it is with that whole, like, used to be, like, supposed to have eight glasses of water a day. And then yeah. you're like, you're, you'll drink what you want to drink. And yeah. that's probably yeah, the yeah, amount of water yeah. you need. Yeah. You hear that, Dr. Oz? Or maybe he's the one who debunked it. I don't know. <laughs> that I guy's such a, a fraud. Everything they, he says is a lie. <laughs> the, uh, now, I was reading on your website in the hoaxes section, which you kind of used for something else. You kind of just went off on a little thing. About. I used to write every week. I like like I wish I would could have uh, figured out how to do for a podcast. I used to write the thing every week from like ninety six till about two thousand four. I wrote some, one thing a week because I was on the road a lot, and it was just little stories about whatever was happening. And uh, then I just I started working on Tough Crowd, and I was and then I had the same day every day, and and I didn't right. feel like I could write about it because right. it was, you know. A job that I was, and also go back after to. writing all day, you're not like, oh, let me write, <laughs> don't want to write, let me burn yeah, out yeah. another 400 words. Yeah, yeah, let me sit again at this computer. But you mentioned you were talking about doing comedy stand up in L.A. and it yeah. was interesting. You said it, it basically costs you fifty dollars a set. Yeah. Do. Oh yeah, to go out and you have to have a sitter for my kid. Yeah. I've yeah I've been always I've been somewhat outspoken, not like going on Facebook 
although I'm glad people have done it. And the whole sh- not getting paid shit is just... Oh, it's horrible. It's L.A., I think they don't even... Like, they feel guilty taking money. I, I working at I a mean, place that's taking money. You know, oh, there's yeah. a lot of them. It's not, yeah, it's not I, one I left the stand and I forgot to, <laughs> yeah. forgot to get money to, uh, sometime this week. And they're like, hey, they're chasing me down with 20s. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. It pays here. Yeah, I mean, the regular clubs don't pay, which is, you know, Hermosa pays. But, um, but like, you know, the other clubs don't. And then most of the stage time is little rooms that are a yeah. comic has just put together. Yeah. You know? I mean, if it's like a little tiny ass room, yeah. but if it's like, I mean, sometimes you go to these places and they're just packed and it's yeah. like, well, maybe the guy raking in all that drink money yeah. could say, Hey, Petey, thanks for booking the show. Can you divide this up amongst all your performers and yeah. get back, kick back a hundred bucks or something? I know. Cause I've, I've had people ask me, it's like, well, if I take an Uber there and then take an Uber back, yeah, I've just paid whatever, $30 yeah. to, yeah. I have to budget in comedy to do a not that fun set. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's um, I it's I, any road work I do sort of offsets everything I pay in L.A. to do comedy. So I like comedy might be a wash for me. <laughs> <laughs> like the, what's sustaining me is my writing job and comp, like road money, you know, offsets, you know, whatever money I'm making now, I'm going to pay to the sitter who took my kid to school Monday uh-huh. through th- Friday of this week. You know, Can you write the sitter off your taxes in since it's sort no. of. No. Really? You tried? No, you can't. Yeah. That sounds like a, a business expense if you're like, I got to well, go Well, my work. kid's not a business. You know, they, they'll they give you like a, a, a minor tax credit for um, like daycare and stuff like that. But that, it's so minimal to what you put mm. out that it's it's a joke. Got to get some headshots and that for your kid. Then, then it will be <laughs> a business. Know. Get that kid in commercials. Right. He's eight. What are you waiting for? <laughs> Could have been in the business five years ago. <laughs> Dragged around doing auditions that he's not sure why he's doing them because he's not having a good time. The kids down our street are all actors. Oh, it's yeah. Whenever I've done auditions and you're like, you see like there's another audition going on in a different room and then yeah. you see some kid with like hairsprayed hair and he's I like know. seven and like they're ugh. just like a little too aware of how they look and and it's like no. Like, I'm like my kid's missing a front tooth, like, like, I'm not happy that he's missing a tooth, but he looks like a kid, he, right? And he looks like he, you know, doesn't give a shit about how he looks. Like that's how kids are supposed to be. Is that yeah. tooth gonna grow back? What's going no, on? No, no, no. We have to get an implant at some point. Really? He ran into a Christmas tree at a Christmas oh, tree farm. Apparently, I wasn't there. It happened <laughs> on his dad's watch. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Sitting's getting next yeah, level. That shit doesn't happen when mom's watching it. But you know what? That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> he can maybe market that look, though. Oh, that's the kid with the missing tooth. Yeah. <laughs> and they'll be like, we can't ever fix that. You made, it's your thing. It's like you your made 600000 yeah. in the past eight months. <laughs> We're not fixing that anytime soon. <laughs> it's our ticket out of here. <laughs> now, you've written two books. Oh, well, I guess so. Um, yeah, I mean... <laughs> you, don't, you don't remember? No, I wrote... Uh, I ghost wrote Sherry Shepard's memoir. Did you really? Yeah. Yeah. Sherry, she's... Okay. I think I've seen her do stand-up. Yeah, I know I have. Yeah, At, she's uh, very nice. She's super sweet. Yeah. She's one of those people that calls you, like, honey, like, yeah. the first yeah, time yeah, she meets Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she's really nice. So she had a memoir when she was on The View that was released, and then... Um, and then I wrote this book called Shitty Mom, which is, uh, like, a parent comedic parenting book. 
So are you allowed to say that you ghost rode Cherry Shift? Yeah, she put she she didn't have to. So this is her credit. She just put with Laurie Kilmartin yeah, on I mean, the that's title. Usually, yeah. what those bios like? You know, yeah. Keith Richards, you know, not sitting at a yeah. laptop for, <laughs> you got, for yeah. There's <laughs> no way hours they a day. are. There's no way they are. Yeah, like um, Nell Scovell, she she wrote uh, Lean In with Cheryl Sandberg. So I think Nell's front name's on the front cover too. It should be. You know, it's yeah. It's only unless you're an actual writer and maybe I don't know. How did you get a gig writing Sherry Shepard? That was a total accident. Um, uh, uh, Dan Dion, a photographer, knew an agent who I guess someone was working on Sherry's book and then they they quit Uh and dropped out. And it and they had a really hard they had a deadline ahead to be in. And so he suggested me because I'd been writing these little web you know, hoaxes, I called them, whatever blogs and, um, for a long time. And so he just suggested me. And then I think I was the only person to say, okay, I like, I didn't know how, I didn't know how many words they were expected. I was like, okay, I'll get it done. (laughs) You know? And then I, then I'm like halfway in, I'm like, fuck, you know, my hands are hurting. My hands are cramping and shaking. Cause I only up to Sherry's early childhood. There was like, well, we, we talked a lot and then I would take what she talked and then just kind of package it into something, but it's still a lot of work to manage it and, you know, put it into like yeah, story no, it form. It sounds like and, a nightmare. Yeah, is it like 70,000 yeah. words or something? 70, about 70. And it, and I had not very much time to do it and, and, ba- you know, barely a second draft of anything, just like write it and submit it. And then I got a few notes from an editor, but it, you know, it was, it was done really quickly. Do you get like points on the, how many it sells and all no, I did. If it had been a blockbuster, I probably would have got more money, but it was like basically a one-time check. Okay. It's all right, though, right? Yeah. It, it was, was worth cool. doing? Totally. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Do you... Um, And the other book is like a... That's like a several writers, the shitty moment. It was. I wrote it. They hired me to write it. Oh. And it was their idea. So there's four four authors listed on the front, but I wrote it. It's it's kind of an odd thing. <laughs> what, five people like, writing one book? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird because I like I it's like, yeah, I wrote it, but there's four of us on it. So I can't I, I don't feel ownership of it. You right. know, it's kind of like your roommate situation. That's just exactly like something that no matter how many times you hear about it, you go, it doesn't, doesn't feel legal. Doesn't sound right. <laughs> Sounds shady. <laughs> have you written any? Have you written like a screenplay? I haven't. I'm working on a spec script, like a pilot um, that I, I just got notes on. So how do you feel about notes? Um, I, it depends, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. I think it hard, it's hard to have a comp, like in, if I get a note on stand up, I can reject it pretty quickly. Who's or giving you a note on stand Just if anyone gives you a joke oh, idea, yeah. you know, immediately if it's right or wrong for you. Right. Yeah. Um, but with, uh, pilots, I haven't written many. Uh-huh. So when someone gives me a note, I'm like, oh, that's what they do in the pilot industry. So I guess I better do that. So it's, it's, uh, it's hard to develop. You have to develop a comments go, no, that's not what this is about. And I, I know what this is about. And that note doesn't, that idea doesn't work for this thing, you know? Yeah. I f- yeah. I feel like though, sometimes, you know, you're getting that. Well, I made all these TV shows. Those shows are bad though. You know, <laughs> those shows you made are bad. So oh, maybe you're not, because I know they got made. I know you have a lot of nice house, but you do know that your shows that you're quoting are, are actually not well-written or interesting. And I know. Yeah. I, I know. I, I, mean, I haven't, done a lot of stuff where i get notes but it it just it makes me i'm not good about it yeah it's uh well you know i was rereading this week i was uh, rereading the news radio pilot which is so funny yeah and it's so 
because since you know, if you watch the show as it unfolded, you know more about the characters, but it's so minimal, you know, like I, I, what, what I was told on mine is I'm just, I'm giving every joke, like every joke for the whole season I put in there. Cause I'm, I think oh, I want you to know what this guy got characters capable of in this one. And it, the, the note was, you can pull it back a little bit. You don't have to put everything in the pilot. And, and just reading the news radio pilot, it was like, yeah, this, they, he really was very streamlined and you got just enough jokes to know, that, oh, this is a character I want to see again. And right. pretty much with all of them. Um, no, I mean, I think someone, anyone can give you something that makes you think about what you've written in a different yeah. way yeah. and where yeah. you go, okay, that's a good point. I don't think yeah. you should totally not listen to anyone else, but it's right. just when they're like, I mean, I've even, I've pitched shows to people where they're like shooting stuff down. It's like, this is not even written yet. And you're, you're saying you already know that's not a good idea. Well, <laughs> oh my God. Why? And they'll be like, why is that guy doing them? Just fucking let me Nothing's a good idea till it's okay, done, and no, then it's great. Right. If it's done well, it's great. Because if you think about like some of the, the good shows, like you know Larry Sanders show, if I just said I have a great idea, it's kind of behind the scenes of a talk show. Yeah, they might be like, "What? That's, that's all? That's boring." But it's like, yeah, but it's like, well, it turned out into a, be a really great yeah. show. Not, not just the two episodes I was on. <laughs> make it about you, man. Why'd you make that was it? wonderful. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was world class. I'm sorry. I uh, were you on news radio or I I didn't not news radio. I didn't name drop. A, no, no, I was a sitcom on, uh, you had been. I was in. on Larry Sanders. Yeah, show. I know. So you had to share. Like, I twisted it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know a lot about news radio. So I found something. I'll read the Larry Sanders pilot and then call you up. <laughs> um, you said in your website that you do you have to do two to four sets a week to stay sort of like yes. on track. Is that the way you yeah, phrased it? That's I I feel like it's all I feel like LA is mostly maintenance comedy, so I don't lose <laughs> That's to say to keep yeah. the, keep greased up. Yes. And so I can, you know, I, I write a few things, but it's it the momentum like just like I came back here this week just to load up on spots, you know, oh. and I have like probably like thirty five or thirty something, thirty eight maybe for the whole week, you know? And uh and, you know, it's you, you do a joke and then you come up with a line and then on the way to the next gig, the next spot, you're like, OK, let me try this way. And then, you know, like by the end of the week, it's it's got momentum and you can uh -huh. see, you can see where it can, can become a bit and not just one line. And for me, that doesn't happen in L.A. because I do a joke and then that's it for the night. I go home and then I, I work for two days and take care of my son and all that. And then I have another set and I'm like, what was this thing again? Like I can't, I can barely remember the thing I was working on that I was so excited about two days ago. So, um, that's, you know, I, I feel like uh, I've taken a creative hit by living in LA that way. Right. You know? The, um, yeah, it's hard. Like there's times where I've had like a bunch of spots in a night and you think, Oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to start with, the seven o'clock spot by the ten o'clock spot. This thing's going to be a monster hit. But yeah. You're so you end up spending so much energy just not repeating a joke within the same set because you're True. dizzy from all that tra from yes, yes, yes. bouncing around. That you, I sometimes feel like I don't get any work done. Sometimes, uh, like on a night like that, yeah. But 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 if you've played around with a joke, say three times in a night, all right, and so you spend all the energy getting there and making sure you got it there on time. But the next day, it's in your head, right? Like uh -huh. even on the train down here, even though it was annoyingly late, I was, I was, I just kind of 
I felt like my subconscious had been working. And because I had this free freedom on the train to think, I just wrote a bunch of stuff out, some things I want to try tonight. Whereas in LA, I wouldn't have the, those, you know, that hour of free time to let my mind yeah. water, wander think, and let any jokes come into it. You know, I was waiting for you. So I wrote a screenplay while I was waiting for <laughs> I was like, my God, what am I going to do? She is late. There's a rail problem. I I was very (laughs) angry. I was very angry. And then the lady across from me was reading Joan Didion very calmly. I'm like, God damn it. (laughs) It's always weird when you see someone reading something like that at like 6.30 in the morning. Like those times where you're catching a flight or something and you're like, how do you just... Just yeah, that's really coffee. comforting you right now. Like, how are you? Yeah. I didn't, but then you realize, oh, that not everyone wakes up at 10 o'clock in the morning like, <laughs> like I did. You got a special? Are you doing a special? Or well, you... I did. I taped a My dad died last year. And yeah. so I wrote, um, I just started writing jokes about it and talking about it on stage. And I would notice that uh, in a, like a regular set, as soon as I get to that topic, people would clam up. And it's really hard to sell the jokes, you know? So yeah, I decided really to do a special of only jokes about that. And so it, it, I called it 45 jokes about my dead dad and I taped it in October and it's being edited now. That's, I mean, that is a great idea because for a lot of reasons, because it's an, it's an angle yeah. that not everyone's going to do or can do. And also it gives you something to talk about when you're promoting it, you know, yeah, I mean? like yeah, not yeah. that that's why you did it that way, but I mean, I'm, I am glad it's that easier my dad to talk about died the way he did. So, so. <laughs> I mean, if he had he lived ten years longer, I wouldn't have this special I know. coming up. I so. would just be doing one liner, <laughs> like about food and stuff. <laughs> um, well, where did you film it? Um, at the Lyric in uh, on La Brea in Los Angeles. It's a little black box theater, and I um, like I don't know if you've done your own stuff yet. Uh, it's you. Know, you, you I just paid way too much for a couple things. And I'm, I'm like, it's like, it hurts me now. <laughs> you know, I, I have to make so much to break, to be a wash, you know, yeah. but hopefully if I could break even whenever it comes out, that would be awesome. The, um, yeah, that's that, like when you, that's why everyone kickstarts things now. Yeah, I know. I, I didn't have the, I don't know. I just didn't feel comfortable asking people to. To give you money when they know you have a really good job. Yeah, so, yeah, I do. I, I do have no, a good job, so it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I sometimes feel like just feel like all right. I know what it, you look at these kickstarters. And go, yeah, I get that. Yeah, and you know what? Just work a couple of shifts. Extra yeah, exactly. You'll, you'll raise I, that eleven hundred dollars you need. <laughs> I'm trying to make it back, and it, and it's you know yeah when they like I give to you know kids with can't like I I'll freely give fifty bucks to someone who's you know fighting a medical bill but yeah 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 well, but that's, come that, on I don't, your yeah, your I, pet project I can't I can't give money for that I don't have that much money I mean I was about to offer to bankroll your special but <laughs> I, I don't want to make you uncomfortable <laughs> Thank you. I don't want you to feel bad so how many did you film like I did four and then. Um, uh, and then the, the fourth show was the best show as you can imagine you get looser. And, yeah. and then I, and plus I thought after the third show, I'm like, it was good. I'm like, I got it in the can. So then I just was completely relaxed. Right. That's yeah. And that was where we had a lot of camera problems. I was going to say like, not as a joke, but I was going to say, and then the cameras fucked up yeah. and, and then it turns ba- out basically, I was right yeah. One of the cameramen left cause he had an emergency and they put an assistant on the camera who didn't know how to work the camera i guess because the shot the supposed to be a medium shot which is what you need for the punchline oh, and it's a far away shot so is it is that show usable at all it's it's that's that's what's costing me all this extra in editing is to try to patch it together but you think um, you could salvage it yeah i think so i think so and then brian Kylie went and saw 
the second show and he's like, it was great. What do you worry? You know, it might be a thing in my head where I'm like, well, this joke, I, you know, I told this joke so much better, but nobody else would notice, you, you know, how. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, know. I've recorded albums and then like two weeks later, you're doing, still doing one of the jokes and yeah. then just this perfect ending comes out and you're like, exactly. And you're like, oh, that was what I didn't feel comfortable. Well, that's why I didn't feel comfortable doing that joke on a recording because I didn't have that line. I know. You know, I have a lot of jokes like that, too, where because I was working on I spent like four months only doing dead dad jokes. And I flew myself to all these little alternative venues all over the country. And, uh, you know, I lost a lot of money doing that. Just saying it's got to be advertised this way. So the audience coming in so I can practice telling these jokes in front of people that right, know what's so they coming. Know what they're in for. So I don't have to soothe them. And um, and so. You know, I didn't have as much time with the jokes as I normally would, you know, like a career. <laughs> you could have a career uh, 20 years with some jokes, you know. Yeah, yeah. But um, and I, I was just like, I have to do it now. And some of these jokes are in B shape and they'll be in A shape in six months. But I can't do anything about no, it. I think all that is uh, what you got to do. And it's yeah. good that you did it. Yeah. Because otherwise it would have been like the sort of half-assed. Yeah. 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 You'd be like, all right, there's a theme to this, but this is not. Yeah. She shouldn't have filmed this. Yeah. <laughs> but in this case, it sounds like you, you did film it and it was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you good. prepared. Yeah. Because you, where did you, so you flew yourself to? Uh, uh, let's see. I went to Houston. I went, no, excuse me. I went to Dallas. I went to Seattle. I went to Chicago. Came here out here to New York and did a week at the Creaking Cave. Oh, wow. Um, uh, Portland, uh, the Bay Area. Yeah, just went out on weekends and tried to do shows and little funky rooms that where they would let me do it and you didn't hesitate at all to to talk about this subject no 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 uh-uh because i noticed you were tweeting about it sort mm -hmm. of as it was yeah i was tweeting my, my dad had cancer and so during the hospice which was like 10 days long i was tweeting about it just because i i probably would have just gone up on stage and told jokes about it, but i was afraid to leave the house because uh -huh. he was so you right. didn't know when he's going to die i didn't want to miss anything so um uh i was just tweeting about it and uh and then I, was, I had been talking about his cancer beforehand because I, I, that's how I, I talk about all that stuff, you know, whatever's happening in my life. So I had, I had a foundation of jokes about my dad being sick, and now it's it turned into he died, and yeah. I don't know. I just liked seeing if I could get laughs off of it too, you know. It's no, that's impressive. Um, woo, <laughs> the room's uh, ooh, what happened to the room? <laughs> What's well, weird, like, you know, I, I, in the special, there's like a knock, knock joke. There's a ton of dick jokes. There's, you know, I, I'm, I wanted to be like stand up, not my one person show about my dear right. dad. It's, right. these are, it's jokes. It's just cats versus dog. Like, it's a lot of stuff I would never even do in a normal show, but I, but they're joke kind of structures that I just wanted to apply to my, this thing of my dad dying of cancer. Right. So is this, uh, do you have people interested? Are you going to like just... I did. Yes. There's somebody interested that wants to try to sell it to, to Netflix. So that's cool. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. But I think you that, never that know. sounds like something that would be, uh, it sounds like it'd be very successful. I, it's I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely something everyone's going to go through, you know, whether you do it that, whether it's hospice and cancer and stuff, but yeah. you know, that kind of loss and grief. When are you, uh, do you have a lot of, I guess it's hard to do the road when you're, mm -hmm. how many often do you do it? We have like 10 weeks off a year and I, I, um, I, sometimes I'll do like little Friday, Saturdays if I can, you know, there's lots of ones that are, you know, I'm, I'm in, I, I don't know, I, I guess like six or eight road 
weeks that include Friday, Saturdays a year. And then sometimes I try to like, I'll do a thing like with New York where I'll just come go to my apartment and stay here for a week and do a bunch of spots. It's, it's really hard to get in, you know? And yeah. So it's hard to get in. It's hard to squeeze everything in. You yeah, know? yeah. And I, and I got to watch, you know, make sure my kids gets to school, make sure someone's taking care of him. And you know, it's a lot of managing thing. It's a lot of managing. And I'm, I'm not a person that likes to do that. I just like to be alone in a coffee house. I don't want to organize a schedule and fill out paperwork. And I feel like that's what I spend a lot of time doing. I've been putting off doing you know, preparing for my taxes and I have that Ugh. planned for after this. Cause it's yeah. just, it's just such a nightmare. Can you afford it? Do you do it I have yourself? an account, but there's still all that shit, you know, I, I pay mine a little bit more to do everything. To do everything. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It feels so good. Because even like I fell behind on like my little payments and all these all these weird taxes like this transport tax I don't even know what it is and you send New York like seventy two dollars or something I'm probably I probably used the wrong word for it but (laughs) are you a teamster you're you're a comedian right transport tax I'm a teamster (laughs) that'd be funny if I was a teamster yeah and we're uh, we're over time now so uh, it's eighty five thousand dollars um. So when's your next? Let's do some plugs. Do you have any plugs? Um, at the, the, the Tacoma Comedy Club. Oh, that's um, a good place. Right around uh, uh, the weekend before um, Memorial Day. You're doing that? Yeah. When is Memorial Day? I forgot. The weekend after I'm at Tacoma Comedy Club. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Something in May. Something in May. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a good place. Have you been there? Uh, I did a guest at there Good last hotel time. they give you. Oh, really? Hopefully I'm they'll give you the same hotel. Yeah. It seems like a really nice room. Tell them you want the hotel. Like, okay. Todd, I will. Todd okay. Got. Okay. I will. Then I'll be like, ooh, that's awkward. It's uh, <laughs> a huge you special event. W Hotel. It's uh, a huge special event. <laughs> We really pulled out all the stops. So you got Tacoma. What else? Um, uh, and these are like in this again, like that's one week off that I have. And then the next two weeks I have off are in August. So like I'm going to laughs and the comedy underground laughs in, in Tucson. Okay. And I... the underground in Seattle, but that's not wow. August. Yeah. Underground's still going, huh? Yeah. I did that a long time ago. Yeah. I did that. I remember the day that princess die died. I were done. you there? At the underground? Yeah. That's funny. I was at the Reno Hilton when she died. Everyone knows where they were. Yeah. It was shocking. Yeah. Um, Did you were able to perform? I was. I was, <laughs> I was able to. Uh, it's so weird that she died, though, isn't it? She must have died on Friday or something, right? I hope she didn't die between the... No, I don't know. <laughs> I was trying to sell my CDs. <laughs> you know who uh, I was working to... with? I was working with Victoria Jackson that week oh, when wow. she died. She's a she's a she's crazy now. Huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just played it safe by saying interesting. <laughs> well, she's like super, like even right wing by right wing standards. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. She's yeah horrible. Does she live in Miami? I think she's in Florida. She's like married to a firefighter or something like that. Wow. Sirens saying going. You hear those sirens as you said fire. <laughs> that those were not added in afterwards. That's just it's true. It's live. the organic beauty of this podcast. <laughs> this crazy shit like that happens. So you got the Laughs Tucson. Is that a good club? It's a fun club. It's a really fun club. Yeah. Yeah. It's um it's like it was a fun club in the nineties and it a lot of those closed those fun clubs and uh-huh. it stayed open and it's still like the only gig in Tucson and Tucson's sort of this it's um kind of it's a cheaper it's it's kind of like a really laid back, cheaper town than like Phoenix, which yeah. is like hardcore itself and 
I was actually in Tucson the day Gabby Giffords was shot too. Oh that was really God. strange. Yeah. They're like, we got to stop booking road work. It's, it's, <laughs> it's causing a lot of problems. Like we're horrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was terrible. What I yeah. Just, and you know what? It's, here's the thing. I have some joke that, that can be interpreted as pro second amendment, you know, and I did it. I forgot that, you know, that had happened that afternoon oh, yeah. and the club owner's like, don't mention it. Just, you know, and I was like, isn't this town going to be in mourning? Well, of course, everyone shows up. They've, it's crazy. The crowd couldn't be in a better mood. <laughs> you know, this, apparently it's all Republicans. They're, uh, they're fine with whatever happened. And I, then I started that joke and I'm like, oh, fuck, I forgot how this joke ends. And I finished it like, ooh, and the crowd's like, yes. I'm like, oh, all right. Well, so you did it anyway. Yeah. I didn't realize I was doing, you know, you ever start a joke and forget how the ending is until <laughs> yes. you're like, oh, this is going to be misinterpreted here. Yeah. Yeah. So that was one of those jokes. But they liked it. Yeah. Not, not only did they interpret it, they misinterpreted it, but they were happy with the misinterpretation. Oh, so they did misinterpret it. Yeah. 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 Oh, they okay. took it the wrong way and they took it, but they were happy about it. So <laughs> They're it, like, we didn't get that one, but we sure did enjoy it. <laughs> We didn't it, get it that one. It was strange that they, you know, had a near assassination and that, you know, they also had some people, actually, some people died and it did not affect the attendance at all at the club that night. Yeah, that is, that is weird. Yeah. Did, um, do you have a name for your special? 45 jokes about my dad. Oh, you dad. told me that. You told yeah. me the name of your special. That's okay. Well, I look forward to seeing that. Killmartin.com. Sure. Yeah. And what's your Twitter? Uh, anylaurie 16 a N Y Laurie L A U R I E sixteen. That's too complicated. I know. I wasn't thinking ahead. You can change that, you know. <laughs> really? Yeah, you can change your Twitter handle. But won't I lose all my followers? No, no. Oh, I didn't know. Don't that. you see like people who like add like a silly thing like around Halloween? They'll be like, you know, you know, like who would be do, who would do that? I don't know. Lori Boo Kilmartin. Well, I thought that they just changed like it shows up as Lori Kilmartin, but the at sign. Yeah, you can change that. You can. Yeah. Oh. No, it's just you know. Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. I could change my whole career right you can now. Be, yeah. Then you get one of those verified accounts. <laughs> Ooh, then life. Are you verified? Damn right. I. I mean, yeah, I am. I didn't. I didn't know I was in the apartment of a verified Todd Berry. That's, I would have been a lot weird more respectful. Thing is that I didn't bring it up the minute you walked in. <laughs> okay. Well, you had Larry Sanders locked and loaded. You had to get that <laughs> did, up yeah. first. You're actually wearing a, a top that's the same color as the blue check mark that you get when you're verified. <laughs> So that worked out. A lot of coincidence. <laughs> Thanks for being here, Lori. Thanks for having this me. This was Tom. fun. Yeah, it was. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, see you in approximately a week, maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, a roughly week a week. 12 days, yeah. Yeah, I'll see you at some point. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Feral Audio. This is Firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub. Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase.